Hello, this is Anne, the Multimedia Director of Kearney First United Methodist Church, and you're listening to our Sunday Morning Sermon Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this sermon. Thank you for turning in. Let us pray. God, you speak to us as we read Scripture. Send your Holy Spirit to open our ears, hearts, and minds so we may hear your message for us today. Amen. Today's scripture reading comes from Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of the service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measures of the fullness of Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Nate. We're talking about our values and our mission and who we are as Carnifers United Methodist people here. And uh, we want to be a certain sort of people marked by our commitment to love God and serve others. We want to grow as disciples who make disciples of Jesus Christ in our daily lives. And today... Uh, We already talked about graciousness, holiness, caring, and today is the last part, equipping. We want to make disciples of Jesus Christ. With this, let us pray. God, we give thanks for your grace and your abiding presence with us today. Let us know your heart Let us grow in our faith by equipping one another so we may see the unity in your body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. From an outside perspective, the American churches generally are known for consumerism and consumerism culture here. And even in a church, and people come and worship here on Sunday morning and they are quickly heading home. And not many people want to make additional work and commitment to the body of church and building up the church here. And, and all we desire a church, everything is set, set up well and conveniently allowing us to worship on Sunday morning and heading home. And probably we are not challenged by the church's message, but it is limited to certain areas of our lives we want to grow. And this tendency, because of this, we may have a lot of advertisement and announcement, um, announcement from the church. Hey, we need to fill this position. We need some ushers. We need some people to do some work. And you may got some tons of messages from Ann Patterson. And during the COVID-19, this tendency has worsened, and many churches, like most churches in the United States, they are experiencing like 50 to 60% of their attendance drop. Even mega churches, they are not immune, and people like to come and worship service in a ghost mode, and worshiping here, and then going home quickly, and like a celebrity, oh, don't, don't bite me. <laughs> Don't ask me any question and quickly going home. Maybe it is acceptable, right? And you know, worshiping on church, worshiping in the church on Sunday morning is still good. We may fulfill our duty on Sunday morning. But this idea, 
will be gradually challenged by, by many factors of our lives. We are just busy people. We may miss one church Sunday morning and this going on like one or one, two Sunday mornings more because there is no strong tie and connection between the church and our lives anymore. And one of the missing pieces in our American churches general is probably the disciple-making process. Disciple-making process flourishes in a community where people share their lives, support one another, and drink and eat together, and pray for one another. In this simple disciple-making process, the Holy Spirit guides us to make a good, positive impact on our lives and our society. So today, I don't, the purpose of this sermon is not to make you feel kind of guilty or shame. Oh, I think I'm a kind of consumerism and consumer Christian. I'm sorry, God. It's not the purpose. The purpose of this sermon is like, I want to share the joy of serving others and equipping one another as we grow in our faith and we see the unity in our church and Christ's body. Before we jump into this topic, I have one question for you. Do you want to grow in Christ? Do you want to desire God more than anything else? I want to share a way we can grow together and see Christ in our midst. The Ephesian church and Ephesian teaches us, teaches us God has bestowed upon us the many gifts and talents and this emphasizes interconnectedness and linkage between the church body. And we are connected in the body of Christ. And here we know each other. We are related to each other. And uh, when he talk about the church's unity, sometimes it's really hard to feel it because we feel like it is kind of a mere ethical notion or virtue. We acknowledge in our head, but it's hard to feel. Sometimes unity remains unseen. But in Ephesians church, Ephesians letter, the church's unity is closely related to Christian maturity and equipping one another. It's really straightforward here. I want to read Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 13 again for you. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophet and evangelist, and the pastor and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and became mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. You see that as we grow in our faith, as we work toward church's unity, we want to equip one another. As we grow in our faith, our inclination is serve one another and equip one another. So in Ephesians chapter 4, at least three elements are related to each other. Equipping, maturity, and church's unity. And furthermore, these three elements, elements in Ephesians are not philosophical. It's really straightforward. It is easy to understand and easy to do. And as you read Ephesians, the letter, you will see and encounter some expressions like that. As Christ does something for you, we might take some actions. It's verse chapter 5, and there's kind of household code there, and wife and husband, how they uh, treat each other. But 
Ephesians says that husband, love your wives as Christ loves you. And wives, respect your husband as Christ loves you. It is not about sexism. It's not about stereotype of our, our household code. But the basic principle in Ephesians is grounded in this spirit. As Christ does to you, we want to do and treat one another. We want to mutually equip one another for unity in Christ's body. Thinking about Jesus' ministry, and Jesus, he taught 12 disciples about the kingdom of God and how it works in our daily lives. And the disciples, they are usually <laughs> didn't understand what he said. They are kind of dumb people around the time and didn't know what's going on. And patiently, Jesus taught them over and over time until they grasped fully about the kingdom of God. But in this simple process, Jesus and his disciples, they formed a simple community where people, they can grow in, in their faith. They recognize Christ, uh, God's presence in their ministry. And they had a sense of belonging in this community. The maturity, Christian maturity, unity, and equipping process were present in Christ's ministry. It was so simple. And also Paul and Timothy and their relationship. And on his second trip to Europe, and Paul, he got to know Timothy. And he saw potential in him. He wanted to take him along the journey to the next the trip. And eventually, uh, Paul, he became a spiritual father, a spiritual mentor for Timothy. And later, later, Timothy he became a good colleague and co-workers for God's mission. And Timothy, he was located in the city of Ephesus. And most likely, Timothy and Paul, they exchanged some letters. As a church leader, Timothy, he found some problems and challenges and issues in church of Ephesian churches there. And they exchanged some letters, which includes First and Second Timothy, and Paul, he responded to these challenges in the church of Ephesus, and which is the letter of Ephesians we read today, and tells us, tells us about the nature and mission of a church. The relationship, mentoring relationship, equipping relationship between Paul and Timothy not only benefited the Timothy himself and the church in Ephesus, Ephesian church, but also we are here, all here. We got to know who Jesus is, what church he is through this letter. And although sometimes we feel like our relationship, mentoring relationship, equipping relationship may look small, but God can use this and multiply this thing so that everyone can benefit out of it. Christian maturity, unity, and equipping relationship are closely related to each other. So, when I look back my life and think about, uh, I want to kind of pinpoint when I felt a sense of calling and want to be a pastor. And my pastors in my teenager time, they were really good, but they were not enough to persuade me to be a pastor. When I look back, when I have some question about life and my career path for the future, my Sunday school teacher he equipped me 
He told me about the Bible. He recognized the potential in me. He invited me. Oh, what if you become a pastor later and go to college for that? And then I thought about that really hard. And beyond my immediate family, he really genuinely cared about me and cared for me. And then listened to my question and concerns. And he guided me like a mentor. And I kind of found joy between my relationship, between the relationship and he and I. And when I look back, he was the first invitation from God toward call to ministry. It's not, it was not a pastor, but just people like you here, Sunday school teacher. So I could see Christian maturity there again, equipping relationship and church's unity. It's kind of small and simple, but it influenced a lot in our community. So thinking about that, I sometimes imagine what if we all here share our gifts and talents to equip one another for God's mission. And considering that you have gifts and talents given by God, and how can embrace Christian maturity, equipping relationship, and unity in Christ. How can we embrace them well? So today, I want to invite you to watch a video, a kind of interview, and it is about coffee bar ministry. Coffee bar ministry, we get, how many people here this morning get some coffee at the coffee bar? I got it, I got it. It makes me awake. Otherwise, I would sleep here. So here's the interview Mara, she prepared for us. Hi, I'm Mara Fowler. I'm in charge of the church coffee bar, and I just want to let you know more about it. I enjoy most about handing out my drinks and making people smile. I think the coffee bar is important because it helps like connect more with God in the ministry and you get to help people and you get to make drinks for them. Brandon trained me and Lila has also helped me with the coffee bar a couple years ago and I'm going to train Emma and I'm really excited to train other people. Anybody can do it. I am very open to teaching other people about the coffee bar and helping them learn. You don't have to like like coffee or anything. I didn't like coffee starting out doing the coffee bar, but now I do, so. I think you should try it even if you're not sure yet because I think it's a really great experience and that's probably, like making coffee is like probably one of my favorite hobbies to do. I'm excited to teach other people. I really like what she said in the video because I clearly see the equipping relationship, mentoring and training and serving one another. And, you know, like church unity here, like whenever we go to the church, coffee bar, it created like kind of space for us, hospitality, sense of belonging there. And we might have a conversation with the coffee there. And it's kind of great opportunity for us. It may look small and simple, but it does something, connects us to God. And there are many ways we can serve and we can embrace the unity, maturity, and equipping one another. And sometimes I see the like, Facebook post quoting like this, church is not a building. Have you ever seen that in Facebook post, right? 
Do you like it? I agree with it 100%, you know, just in case. But sometimes it sounds like a good excuse. A church not, is not a building. Oh, we don't need to go to church on Sunday morning. It's a good excuse. But the true meaning of this quote, church is not a building. Church is a gathering, a scattering of people. Church helps us to grow, to practice the love of God, not only Sunday morning, but every days of our lives. Equipping relationship can happen every days of our lives. Beyond this church wall, and God is calling us to do like that. It requires us more and more so that we can share God's love and light with others beyond this community, beyond this church world. And think about that. I believe it is super clear for our church, 21st United Methodist Church, as God is sharing God's gifts and talents for you. God is calling you to be a contributor and participant, not a consumer. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you have found the topics mentioned today to be thought-provoking and meaningful. For more information about our church, ministries, and upcoming events, check out our website at carneyfirstumc.org. If you'd like to join us on Sunday in person or on live stream, our traditional services are at 8.15 and 11 a.m. and our modern service is at 9.30 a.m. We look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, go in peace and may God bless you.